it's so much safer to join virtually than just to join in person. If you are a busy mother or father working at home, these are all groups of people that have a lot of value to give, a lot of insights to give. So why should they be excluded? Because they don't get to live my life of just packing up, get on a plane, fly somewhere, <laughs> do something, get on a plane. Not everyone can do that. Yes. And so virtual keeps those doors open for those people. So yeah, we will keep doing virtual events. Yeah, the internet is sort of blessing for us to like connect together like this. Because even I never expected that I'll be talking to you like this. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and here we are. Look at it. <laughs> That's the thing. So hello, everyone. Hope you all are safe and happy with your near and dear ones. Now, since the cases are increasing and you are knowing that COVID is on its peak level and also lockdown has been extending and we all have no other option rather than sitting home and finding another way and alternate way to be alive. And many people have found many ways to entertain themselves like uh, watching movies, stand-up comedies, right? Some are buying online stand-up events and online tickets and all to just keep them alive, to just keep them entertaining themselves to get, uh, you know, to not get bored with their uh, daily routine because work from home kitna karega admi. So today we are going to talk about virtual event, virtual stuff, green screen and all those particular things. And to talk on this, we have a very special guest and very experienced guest with us. He has hosted many popular events like TEDx, Slush, World Economic Forums, Web Summit and much more, both virtually and physically as well. So without wasting time, his name is Dan Ram and let's call him on Spare Time Talent Show. having me and congratulations on your show hello to everybody that is watching and listening let's make the next 20 30 minutes some of the most impactful valuable time ever yeah thank you so welcome to spatum talent show first of all dan wishing you a very late happy birthday i guess it was the best birthday uh, you had with your family with such a beautiful memories on maldives i see from your instagram post so how was the experience on maldives a modern day miracle, you know, to travel during the pandemic, so difficult, close to impossible to see family, so difficult. And especially when the family spread around the world, my sister and her fiance flew in from Ecuador and in South America. My parents are in India. I spend my time between Germany, Dubai and India. And so to fly all of us, uh, I'm not lying to you when I say it took almost two years. We tried so many times, many times going to the airport, to being turned around, buying tickets, having it canceled, borders closing. For two years, we've been trying. So if anyone's listening going, oh, here's this guy traveling the world, going to the Maldives. That's not true. It took two years, but it was worth it. It was worth the fight. It's a good story about perseverance. If you want to accomplish anything, whether it's a holiday, your dream job, uh, entrepreneur community or whatever it is, you need perseverance. There's no overnight. It's easy to look on Instagram and go, oh, Dan just goes to Maldives for five days and hangs out in this fancy exclusive place. No, it took two years of perseverance to get there. <laughs> yeah, I saw Instagram post and I really thought that you are very, very happy. You are expressing your gratitude over there. So I thought, just yeah. like, uh, ask this question. And second thing, I was wondering about your name. Uh, your name sounds like a fusion like Dan and Ram, right? So <laughs> just tell me a quick history about your name, if you don't mind. I was uh, named Joe Daniel Ramamurthy. And for the longest time, I switched between Joe, Daniel, Danny. 
every country you move to, I kind of picked a different version of my name. Three years ago, four years ago, when I started becoming a public speaker and traveling the world, Daniel Ramamurthy was a hard one to remember. It was not memorable. And, and so just like, you know, people have uh, Beyonce or, you know, Taylor Swift. These are memorable names. They're short, they're sweet, they're connected. Daniel Ramamurthy, most people are not familiar with. So I just took the first three letters of both those names, Dan, Ram, and I changed the pronunciation from Ramamurthy to Ram, so it rhymes with Dan, so then because okay. memorable, Dan Ram. And that's how the name happened. That's great. That's great. Actually, I had this confusion because uh, I visited a website and it was a Daniel. So I thought, oh, what is the history of Ram? So I thought, Kishano, let's ask this. That's great. Now, since you know, this post pandemic, everything is slightly changed. Slightly not. Uh, there is a huge change, especially in the event industry, I believe. Right? Completely. So especially in India, after the second wave of lockdown, the event industry has turned their, themselves into a virtual event, right? So the thing is, ki, I just want to ask you, since you are a event host and MC at a global level, you have hosted both physically and virtual events. So I want to ask you, what's the scope of virtual events and its feasibility in coming years? Here's the deal. Virtual events were happening even before the pandemic. If you look at the gaming industry, if you look at the esports industry, these are huge multi-billion dollar events industries that have been going on for years even before the pandemic this was happening you know i think the pandemic just accelerated everybody else to join them exactly. so it's not a new trend it's not a fresh trend but now everybody whether you're doing an office meeting a family birthday or announcing a new product now it's exclusively only online because that's the only option as far as the scope going forward, if we see the last year and the massive growth and improvement and the ideas, the innovation, not only is it fast moving, man, it's exciting. It is exciting. Uh, the I first know. ever virtual call I did at the start of the pandemic, February, March last year, I switched on my camera on my laptop, which is significantly worse than this camera up here. I had no microphone. No, nothing. I had a white wall behind me. That's where we started. Now I host events with tens of thousands of people in a green screen studio with virtual reality, augmented reality, tools for engaging audience live. It's amazing what happened in just one year. Right, right, right. So what do you think? Like once these social distancing are relaxed, what do you think there will be a place for these new virtual event companies and like services like Zoom, like uh, where we are connected right now, Google Meet Shopping would still make it once this pandemic is over? What's your opinion on this? Of course, they'll make it. There will always be a need to do cross-border. There will always be a need to do cross-culture. Right. Um, physical events will come back because we need the human touch. We want right. the personal interaction. That will come back for sure. But virtual will stay because how else... Can we get people from across the world to log in and connect? How else can we learn from different cultures? And the thing is live events, in-person events are well catered for certain kinds of people. And we often forget other groups of people. For example, if you are differently abled, if you have some kind of disability, to join virtually is so much more possible. If you have any anxiety issues, mental health issues, it's so much safer to join virtually than it is to join in person. 
If you are a busy mother or father working at home, these are all groups of people that have a lot of value to give, a lot of insights to give. So why should they be excluded? Because they don't get to live my life of just packing up, get on a plane, fly somewhere, <laughs> do something, get on a plane. Not everyone can do that. Yes. And so virtual keeps those doors open for those people. So yeah, we will keep doing virtual events. Yeah, the internet is sort of blessing for us to like connect uh, together like this. Because even I never expected that I'll be talking to you like this. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and here we are. Look at it. <laughs> That's the thing. So uh, what's your challenges while adopting this virtual reality? Like it must be hard for you as well during the starting days to join this virtual event, green screens and all those stuff. So what was uncertainty? Uncertainty is hard. Transition is hard. Right. The unknown is hard. Hmm. But with anything difficult, if you know the tools, it becomes possible. It doesn't necessarily become easy, but it becomes possible. If I told you to, so imagine that you grew up in the Amazon forest and you have never come to India. Hmm. You know nothing about Indian culture. You know nothing about this. And someone takes you from the middle of a jungle in South America and puts you in the middle of a international level cricket game and told you play with everybody else, you'd fail. You don't know why they're dressed up that way. You don't know the rules of the game. You don't know the equipment. You don't know anything. But if you teach this person how to use a bat, well, the game becomes possible. If you give this person a mentor and say, hey, this player will work with you and teach you, it becomes possible. When you yeah. teach this person the rules of the game, it becomes possible. When this person gets to practice, they get better. It's the same thing with every part of our lives, right? So if you, when you are in the uncertain, in the unknown, in a period of transition, which the whole world has been for the last one year and continues to be, the pandemic was not something that happened a year ago. It continues to make changes, continues to force you to shift. So what you need to focus on is, do you know the right tools? And so for me, I focused, the primary tool is myself, right? My personality, my mindset, and that's for everybody. For everybody, your primary tool, your primary, why people hire you, why people work with you, why people are your friends is because of you. If you are healthy, if you are positive, if you're energetic, if you're loving, if you're kind, if you're compassionate, if you care, people will come to you. If you're rude, if you're selfish, if you're negative, if you hate yourself, if you have no love, if you have no care, people stay away from you. So the first thing I invested in was myself. I worked out every day. I had good routines in my life. I did that. The second thing I started doing was just learning, researching, exploring, right? Understanding the rules of this new game that's this pandemic world and how it's changing. I got some mentors. All the things that you would do, I did as well. So that's So it may look... I mean, it's been a great success story. I'm not going to lie. I am in a significantly better place personally and professionally because of the pandemic. And very few people can say that. But exactly. it, was, it was because I invest in the right, right thing. I wasn't trying to hold on to my old job. That disappeared. I wasn't trying to hold on to the old ways of doing things. I wasn't focusing on the numbers. There was a whole bunch of things I was doing that really helped me to keep pressing forward. Okay, absolutely. And once Martin Luther said that a crisis always comes with problem and opportunities. It's the one you who see it, how it comes. There is always opportunity and problems. So it's your perspective, like how you take it, right? 
so one more thing i want to ask you like what's your suggestion for a newbie who want to uh, make this space in the speaking world specific in the speaking world yes okay it's really easy uh the beautiful thing with anything you want to start is my philosophy of start now start simple exactly right so let's take the example of speaking if you want to start speaking the next time you are with your friends pay attention to how you tell a story because that's what speaking is a storytelling exactly. the next time your team at work or in college is feeling discouraged say something that will encourage people because being a motivational speaker is not when you're on a big stage paid big money to talk to big numbers of people being a motivational speaker is being motivational in your own life you motivating yourself you motivating your friends and your family and all of them the next time you get an opportunity where someone says hey i have a wedding or i'm doing a product launch or i'm doing this i've got a concert offer to say something a few words 2 minutes 3 minutes that's all it is you start now you don't wait until you have some degree or qualification you don't wait for someone to invite you you start speaking now and you keep it simple be humble it doesn't matter if 5 people listening to you or 50 people it doesn't matter if they pay you or they don't it doesn't matter if it seems casual or not you give it your best so start now and start simple that's the key to honestly anything you ask me man if you say how do i become an entrepreneur i'll say the exact same thing all right because in my life i have been an entrepreneur i've been an investor i've been a radio presenter i've been a professor in a university i've been a consultant i have worked for the un i've worked for kpmg i have been an advisor to the irish government on national policy and now i'm a speaker but also a coach and a trainer so i'm 35 how do you do all these things in 10 years because you start now start simple right if i just kept dreaming for these things it wouldn't happen you just got to act that's like a whole lot of bunch of thing in a single person <laughs> that's great that's great <laughs> second thing uh, like you are not talking about speaking i think podcast is the best platform to start who want to make themselves into a career into speaking right because podcast help you to gain that skill like storytelling then like speaking to other like getting used to this camera and mics so i think anchor which uh, provides this free platform free storage and everything yeah, free yeah. so anchor can help you to develop that podcasting habit and as you said start now and start simple which i believe is absolutely a true thing so i want to yeah. ask you everyone know ki starting is something important but still people fear so what do you think why people fear to start Okay it's because i think the biggest one is we're so focused on other people what will they say how will they react will they like me will they laugh at me if i fail so i'd say the biggest fear is the fear of others you should be more fearful of disappointing yourself than disappointing others right we would rather lie to everyone else and hate ourselves we would rather pretend body else and deceive ourselves we would rather put ourselves at risk and cost than others and i'm saying flip that around who cares about other people who cares what they say who cares how they respond put yourself first i know it's not a very indian things to say but i firmly believe it if you want to do something do not stop yourself and most certainly do not let others stop you if you want to try something do not stop yourself and most certainly do not let others stop you do it try it learn fail who cares you're the one growing you're the one elevating you're the one trying so that's the biggest thing i'd say to overcome is the fear of others the other people the other view the other perspective the other advice doesn't matter
after at a certain point of time there was no content i was lacking with content and consistency so how to deal this consistency with content any idea any solution absolutely so i think the simple answer is perseverance right okay. you have to keep doing things even when it's not fun you have to keep doing things even when it gets hard you got to keep doing things even when you're losing hope right it's i think a lot of people think that if it's not fun it's not meant to be or if it doesn't look promising you should quit i'm saying even then because i expect it to happen i expect that whatever job you have even mine gets hard gets boring gets dreary can get exhausting so even then i keep going i don't think we're taught that anymore <laughs> so i think perseverance is really important it's a big word to just keep persevering to keep doing keep doing keep doing and i say what helps me to persevere even in the hardest times is to focus on why and not what right so if you ask a 12 year old in school to do their homework and they go oh not again the reason is because they focus on what they have to do they have to finish the assignment that by itself is a boring task a meaningless task sometimes they think it's an unfair task my teacher won't look at it it doesn't even matter i'm not that smart that's because they focus on what on the other hand if you help them understand a why a bigger reason why you're doing it they will do it without even asking questions it could be a short term why like hey do you want to play outside at 6 o'clock today yeah okay to play outside at 6 o'clock you have to finish your homework oh now i have a motivation to get it done why am i doing my homework because i want to play right but it could also be long term and connected to the goal so you say hey you know the beautiful house that we live in do you know that city you want to go visit paris or whatever well the key to that is having a great job because then you can earn to travel you can earn money how do you think you earn by having a job how do you think going to hire you by your scores so how you do this test is going to affect the score you get to go to get a good job to then fly to paris you still want to go to paris yeah so it's all about focusing on why you're doing it not what you're doing okay perfect that's good that's wonderful second thing uh, as you said you are doing whole lot of bunch of thing like you are an investor you are podcaster you are storyteller you have been you have done many things right so i want to ask you what's your future goal regarding this respective domain i don't have one i don't you go with the flow i don't have i don't really do goals and visions and destinations and stuff but there must be something benchmark na no my benchmark is today i want to be better tomorrow than i was today that's okay. the benchmark and the reason for that is i'm hyper focused on the present yes i am conscious of the past and the future but i'm hyper focused on the present so i can have a goal to have a six pack that's nice it's a good goal but i'm more focused on when can i make 1 hour in my crazy busy schedule to hit the gym today i would spend more time 
in the gym than planning how I'm going to get my six pack in the future. It doesn't mean the six pack won't happen. But if I go to the gym every day for one hour, if I start eating healthy every day, what do you think will happen naturally? It will happen, but I'm just spending more time in the present. So yes, in the future, I think I could maybe have a TV show and be a host of my own TV show. I think in the future I could host even big shows like in Hollywood, like Grammys and Oscars and things like that. Maybe it could happen. But having the goal is nice. But what I care more about is, am I a great communicator today? Am I a great storyteller today? Am I serving people today? Where am I making the time for that? And then I believe that if I really commit to being the best version of myself today, and then tomorrow, the benchmark I want to beat is who I was yesterday. And it just means constant growth for growth. Not only do these dreams come true, but many others that even I don't know of, right? Because you bring the best version of yourself. So it's also kind of a little bit of a radical view because most people have like a, a goal and they're running in this direction. And what I am doing is I'm saying I'm elevating myself, believing that there may be a hundred paths and I'm open to all hundred. But I cannot get onto those hundred paths if I don't level up every time. So that's the difference. Some people are one, running one road. I think I'm focused on just having the better car, whichever road I'm on. <laughs> that's great. That's great. <laughs> now, since you are MC, what was a good experience and one bad experience about any show you have hosted till now? So the best experiences for me is when I feel I have 100% of everyone's attention. Yes. Because this, to me, is the greatest skill in the 21st century. And so generally, when I host events, I do not see phones or laptops open. It's just everyone uh, smiling and looking. But where it gets better for me is when I can get them to do something they wouldn't do normally. So when we play games, when I get them to sing or to dance. Now, you got to remember, I don't do entertainment shows. I'm hosting technology events. These yeah. are serious business people, bankers, entrepreneurs, investors, government officials. But when I get them to be human, to be present, to love each other, and, and to really forget the concerns and the stereotypes, to me, that's the greatest President Barack Obama. And for many people, that would be the greatest moment, sharing the stage with President Barack Obama. But the greatest moment for me actually was 10 minutes before that, because we had a band that had traveled. Uh, and so we performed live, but not performance like everyone clapping. It was a sing-along. It was an uh, echo call. It's, it's, like a, it's like an echo effect. So I will do like, hey, and they'll sing, hey, and they'll sing it right back at me. And we had 10,000 people in the audience. And so we, for those eight minutes, turned a technology event ready for the president of the United States of America and turned that into a beautiful, heartfelt concert. And to me, that was like one of the greatest moments. Worst moments are when my clients don't respect what I bring to the table, All right? So being an MC, and I think this is everyone, when people don't feel appreciated or recognized, that's the worst moment. So when a event organizer will force me to do something I don't want to do or who I'll advise it's not wise, um, when an event organizer will expect too much because they have never walked in my own shoes right. and I will not take the advice or coaching 
I think those are my worst moments. And thankfully, I haven't had too many of them, but they're good moments to have because then it makes me appreciate the good clients. I'd say 99% of my clients are great. And the reason for that is when I have a bad client, I just don't work with them again. I don't care how much money they give. Um, I just don't work with them again because for me, being valued, being appreciated and working with great people matters more than money or fame or platforms. Yeah, quite practical and true. Second yeah. thing, uh, I believe the host and those MC, they have a very good quality of engaging the crowd. So what's that tip and what's that skill do you know to share with us how to engage with crowd? So you're doing one of those very well, my man, which is asking questions and truly listening. You really care about your questions and you really listen to the answers. So I would say that a lot of people think that speaking and being like a professional speaker or being an MC is about talking. It's not. It's actually about listening. Exactly. The more you listen, the better you become as an MC. So I'm watching my audience. And when I feel the energy drops, because I'm listening to them and I'm watching them and observing, I do something to elevate them, right? I would not know to ask a question or play a game or to interact if I wasn't listening to them. If I was just talking high energy, okay, guys, we're going to do this. I would not notice that they're out of the loop. They're not interested anymore. So for me, the greatest thing that for, for being a good speaker or being a good MC is to listen and to observe, right? The other things that I would say is creativity is very important because things go wrong all the time, right? Yeah. These are live performances. This is not television. This is not something that you can record again like YouTube. This is live. And so to be creative on the spot, to improvise on the spot, to brainstorm on the spot, uh, that's the second one that's important. The third one is you have to be able to multitask. The average event that I do, so say it's six or seven hours on stage, I'm introducing at least 100 people. So that's 100 introductions, and I don't read anything. I don't have scripts. So there's 100 people that I have to remember in my mind. Um, it also means that for this average event that there is at least eight or nine engagement moments. I have to come up with all those ideas. And I have to think about where I'm standing on stage and interacting. And also there's, you know, screens and lights and effects and all this stuff that we got to keep in mind. And all of this while talking, listening, observing, interviewing people. And I, in my left ear, have the producer of the show who has given me constant in, in, um, instructions. And my right ear, I have the backstage crew. So I have two conversations in, in my ears while I am interviewing and talking people. So you have to be able to do all of that at the same time. So being able to multitask is really important. Yeah, that's true. Great. So that's it from my side, Dan Ram. Uh, do you have something to ask or say for this show? What gives you the most joy? Sorry? What gives you the most joy? See, uh, there are many things because I am into fitness, I am into dance, I am into podcasting and I am studying as well. So there are a whole lot of things, whole bunch of things that gives me joy and makes me feel alive. Especially in this lockdown, I am doing many things like I am learning languages, new languages, Spanish and then fitness. So all those things keeps me alive and gives me joy. I am doing consistently for many, many days now. Good. In that case, let me end by one of my favorite quotes that release me to be the truest version of myself. And this is what the quote says. It says, don't ask what the world needs. Okay. Find out what makes you come alive. Mm -hmm. Because what the world needs is people who have come alive. And I think that is so, so true. 
And I think the pandemic is actually a great gift to help you find yourself. So don't pay attention to what you lost. Don't pay attention to the uncertainty of the future. Pay attention to what makes you come alive today. So I'm going to say you're doing exactly the right thing. Pursue fitness, pursue languages, pursue podcasting, pursue studies, pursue everything that makes you come alive and do it because that's what the world needs. I'm grateful for you, man. And for everyone who's listening and watching to this point, thank you so, so much. If there's anything that I can do to help, uh, you know you can reach out. I mean, this podcast happened because of a DM uh, on Instagram. and like, hey, can you do this? Can, can you get involved? And I'm very responsive, always happy to help out. I usually respond within an hour or two. Um, so I'm on all social media. Just look up Dan Ram or I am Dan Ram. I'd love That's to help great. out. I'm here to serve. Thank you. Thank you. That's great. Actually, that's a very nice quality and I appreciate that you give response and you be active and you directly message people and you ask to their concern. So that's great. And even I was happy when you, you know, responded to my DMs and told, yeah, let's make it happen. So when I was very wonderful. So yeah, thank you, Dandra, for joining us. Uh, wishing you a very successful and a blissful life ahead. And guys, uh, I will post his all social media handle links on the description below. Just go and check out his awesome motivational profile. Yeah. So yeah, uh, let's call it a day then. Bye everyone. Take care. So I am Mangesh. This Bye. was Dan Ram. And you are listening to Spat and Talent Podcast Show.